Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Puppet Master Show featuring Joshua, the Spirit of God, and the Evil One, with guest appearance of the ever so tempting, dubious, naughty, attractively dangerous, Sin! Our lead actor finds himself in a tricky situation. Sin flaunts itself with wishes of fulfillment, satisfaction. The devil whispers long, long tales of encouragement in Joshua's ears. But the Spirit of God in Joshua coaches him, saying, Remember, Joshua, we trained for this. You have the power to say no. Who will our star actor choose to be a slave to? God in him or the devil? The choice is entirely up to him. Who will be his puppet master? Who the sun sets free? Who the sun sets free? Whosoever the sun sets free is free indeed. Is free indeed. Is free indeed. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the Free Indeed Podcast. I, I surprised myself. I'm telling you a lot. Yes, that was me, yours truly. But jokes aside, that's actually how it is when you are faced with temptation, right? You choose who your master is. You choose who your puppet master is, who controls you. The Bible says this in Romans 6, verse 16. It says, don't you realize that grace frees you to choose your master but choose carefully for you surrender yourself to become a servant bound to the one you choose to obey if you choose love if you choose to love sin sorry if you choose to love sin it will become your master and it will own you and reward you with death but if you choose to love and obey god it will lead you into perfect righteousness romans 6 16. So this is how you are met with the scenario to sin, to fall into temptation. Um, I usually like giving personal, personal examples. I think I've given this example before, but I will just restate for those who haven't heard it. Um, I traveled for work to a different city and I went to a restaurant to eat and there was this fine girl, right? She was there and she was looking at me like I caught her looking at me and I was looking at her and that excitement oh somebody noticing you somebody smiling and winking at you and stuff i was like they were not like ah josh you know you can just go over to talk to her okay don't, don't even talk to her just imagine first and foremost imagine what will happen will happen if you both of you were if you were not a believer if you were not saved if you didn't have these principles if you didn't have these things that you didn't that you, that you do now if you were when you were not saved you'd have collected a number you guys would have gone to your hotel room would have sweet talked her and then sex would happen just imagine it now that was sin flaunting itself with wishful and fulfillment and satisfaction and the devil whispering in my ear tales of encouragement for me to take it but thankfully that morning i had done my devotion i think throughout my journey self to that city i was just worshiping and listening to sermons and stuff so i was prepped i was prepped in the spirit to notice 
the devil's advances. So when it happened, I was like, nah, that's the devil. This is sin. And I'm not going to do it. The devil was like, ah, nobody will know. You understand? Nobody will know you're in a new city. Nobody knows you. Nobody will know your wife will know. Just, I'm not even telling you to collect her number. Just imagine it. But, guys, that's the first step. If you listen to my podcast, you will know that sin happens first from your mind. That's what the battle is. It's not your actions. First and foremost, is the mind. Once you can conceive and think about it, it will happen. If you don't listen to Power of Imagination, I would suggest you do after this podcast. It's talking about how your mind leads you to sin when you give the power of imagination over to the devil. So I said, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm just, I just stopped the devil right there. I was like, even if my iPhone knows that I imagine it, the Lord knows my thoughts. That, that, might, that might seem like an, like, an un, like an uncomfortable thing to think about how like, the Lord knows your thoughts, but he does know your, know your thoughts. And I love him and I don't want to do anything that would be contrary to the fact that I love him. So I said, no, I'm not doing it. And he ended there. Right? So in that moment, I allowed myself to be a slave of Christ, a slave to Christ. I captured that thought and put it under the master of Christ, right? So if I had fallen, I would have become a slave of the devil at that moment. He would become my my puppet master. So it's important who we allow to be our puppet masters in those times. Um, You know, there are a lot of worship songs that uh, talk about how you are empowered when you're when you're when you're when you're facing hard times um talk about god's unfailing love talk about the joy of the lord talk about how you are free and so i and i i agree great awesome awesome songs but then i feel an underflogged side of this is to tell what the grace of god what the power of god has afforded you now that you're in christ in the sense that because you are free because you have the grace of god because you have the unfailing love of god you are able to live above sin. Like people just skirt over that. Like every time, oh, oh Lord, you are my rock when I'm down. Oh Lord, you provide for me when I'm down, when I'm broke. That's amazing. The Lord does that. Yes, emphatically yes. But how about when? How about the Spirit of God empowering you to live above sin? How about we talk about that? How? Some people will just talk about, oh, the Holy Spirit told me to do this and it, was, and it clicked. The Holy Spirit told me to call this person and I called the person and this is what this person was going through. The Holy Spirit told me to give this person money. The Holy Spirit told me to do this transaction and I got money. The Holy Spirit told me this, told me that. That's amazing. That happened. But what about the times when the Holy Spirit leads you away from sin? Because the promise is you will never get a temptation that is above your ability to overcome it. And the Spirit of God will always make way out that's the promise and that's the promise he keeps so how about when that time comes are you going to listen to the holy spirit are you going to follow the holy spirit are you going to follow through with the holy spirit that's 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 something that should be we should think about a lot we should try and make sure we listen to and be sensitive to the leading of the spirit when he brings a way out for us like i think i've even said this before talking about how sin is a mistake for the believer and i don't believe i've i've started to think about this thing and i've repented from it i don't think sin is a, sin is ever ever a mistake i don't believe is a mistake a mistake is i i drive out for work and i leave my wallet at home that's a mistake right a mistake is 
um, I was not supposed to wash black with white, and I, I didn't see the, the black, but the black was in the mix. I didn't see it, and I washed, put in the washing machine, and washed, and my my clothes gets gets stained. That's a mistake, right? That's a mistake. You, okay, let me use myself. Me, consciously going to meet a girl, spending time with the girl in an enclosed place, private place. Both of us kissing, having sex, and leaving. That is not a mistake. That was a conscious thing, and I submitted myself to the rulership of the devil in that at that time. And he was my puppet master at that time, and I agreed with him, and he just used me, influenced my decision. Right? So that's that's sin is not a mistake. Sin is sin is a conscious thing. So is overcoming sin. So is sin with temptation. So is living by the spirit. It's a conscious effort. You have to do it. You have to consciously do it by yourself. The spirit of God enables you, right? But there's a place for you to act it out. God has done this for you. Now, how do you act it out? How do you bring it to fruition? Like, God will never interfere with a man's free will. He will never do that. Except the man partners with him. God partners with people. Right, so he's not going to force you. You know those prayers. <laughs> God, you know those prayers that oh Lord, just take over. Just uh, let me be your robot. Just do. I'll just be at the back. Just leave me. Just I'll be a robot. Like it doesn't work that way. You have to partner with the Spirit of God to agree to His suggestions, to agree to His leadings. Spirit of God is a gentleman. The Lord said, "Behold, I stand at your door and knock." Behold, I stand at the door and knock. You're the one that will open the door. He won't barge in. He will knock. And his knock is not harsh knock that annoys me a lot. I don't know what people do. How do you knock harshly? It's not your door. Anyway, <laughs> it's a very gentle knock that you have to open up your heart and allow him to come into you. That's why people say, oh, I was born into a Christian home. I was born a Christian. Like, how is that possible? How did that happen? Um, I, I, I cannot understand it. How did how were you born a Christian? It's not it's not possible. The Bible literally says you need to be born again. You need to be born again. So how were you born a Christian? It's not possible. It's not possible. Anyway, that's that's by the way. So like we're saying, it has to be a conscious effort to partner with the Holy Spirit and overcome these things. The same way sin is a conscious effort. You were you allowed your emotions overrule you. You allowed things happen and things just happened. And you feel, oh, that was just a mistake. No, it wasn't a mistake. It was a conscious decision to follow the leadings of the devil as he influenced your emotions, as he influenced your actions, and as as and as he influenced your thought life. That was a conscious decision. It's the same way to be a conscious decision for you to allow the dictates of the spirit to help you overcome temptations. Like I've said before. Temptations never stop. Like they never stop. Unless until you leave this earth, temptations will never stop. Because we live in a fallen world. So it's like what now makes you to fall? What now pushes you to fall? For instance, if somebody brings a hot, steaming hot plate of pounded jam and a goosey soup with goat's meat, soft goat's meat, and sets it before me, something in me. Eh, something in me will want to attack it like something in me will want to attack that food and that's hunger that's hunger desire in me 
right? So it's the same thing with sin. Something in you wants that sin. Something in you wants to wants to go with that sin, right? And that's the flesh. That's the flesh. That's the flesh. That's the flesh. So you need to subject that flesh under the rulership of the spirit at every point. And the relationship of the spirit is such that you have to give the spirit leeway in your life to be able to subject the flesh under. So, the more you like, I've, I've given this an- analogy before. The more you feed the spirit, the more it has the strength to drag you in its way. It's like a horse, a two-horse carriage, right? A horse at one end, a horse at the other end. Now, the two horses are the flesh and the spirit. And the carriage is you, your emotions, your thought process, your actions, everything, your decision-making process, everything. Now, if these two horses have the same amount of strength, the same everything, and if you starve one and you feed one, that horse will drag the carriage and that horse, the starved horse, in its direction. So, the more you feed the spirit, the more the flesh is starved and you can drag your decisions you drag the flesh along the flesh will still be there but you drag it along and everything but then feeding the flesh not following the details of the spirit will drag your decision making processes and everything in accordance with the flesh so that flesh in you would want that sin would desire that temptation and you will fall so you have to have the flesh under the rulership and dictatorship of the spirit. Remember, we're talking about puppet masters, right? If you allow the flesh to rule, you'll be a slave to sin, you'll be a slave to the devil, and you become his puppet master. But a life of the spirit, a one, a life that is led by the rulership of the spirit, usually wins by allowing the spirit to take the mastership of the puppets, right? So, sometimes I think we, we underestimate what sin is, how damaging sin is. I think we, we do. We don't know how damaging sin is for legacy, for people who look up to you, for people who you have promises to. For instance, if I had committed adultery with that girl, it would have hurt my wife, it would hurt my family, hurt my ministry because I'm not sure I'll be able to boldly command be doing free indeed if i fall like that would just be the spirit of god will not be with me doing this thing anymore and then just win out and to win down and then to end because i'll be lying through my teeth anyway but there's forgiveness thank god for that um there's there's this there's this thing people normally do where they have a lot of knowledge but they don't apply it for instance if i'm if i'm in this room now and i have a fire alarm system and then a certain type of chime lets me know that there's a fire but i still sit down here and that's knowledge knowledge is passed through to me okay this alarm ringing now signifies that a fire has started if i do not translate that knowledge into action if i do not apply that knowledge into my life i will still sit down here if i will burn down i will die but the application of knowledge leads to action. Now, I applied knowledge of the fire alarm and then I run out of the room. I run out of the house or I go and douse the house or something. That's, that is when knowledge has done its work. 
that's when knowledge has done its work so like a lot of people know what to do they know like some people have spoken to they know what to do they know what the spirit of god they know at the, the point where the holy spirit was leading them not to do this now that's when knowledge was coming knowledge by the spirit knowledge by the spirit but then they didn't apply that knowledge and they fell into sin so knowledge always comes but it's the application that is different people don't apply knowledge like they do not apply and it's just it's just so funny you have so much knowledge but you don't apply it and that's 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 very weird that's very weird and i believe it's, it's a part of our lives we need to work on where we have knowledge and then we apply it so we have knowledge and then we apply it especially when it comes to things of the spirit when it comes to our christian faith knowledge needs 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 to be applied for growth to happen paul calls a certain group of people he says um oh ever learning never reaching the point of um point of enlightenment i feel yes so like you can be ever learning but never reaching the point of knowledge like you, you learn 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 but you don't reach the point of knowledge where knowledge is being applied and that's very wrong it's very very wrong so we need to learn how to apply knowledge when it's given to us by the spirit no matter how many years pass by and no matter how culturally acceptable things become because now it's it's normal for you to have premarital sex according to our culture according to what it's in the movies people have premarital sex and when i was in the world there was this agenda like oh it's normal to masturbate know yourself even most especially to the women to women they're telling them oh you need to masturbate to know your sexual preference know how you like it so you can tell somebody how you want it and stuff like that guys because something becomes culturally acceptable doesn't make doesn't make it right it doesn't make it any less sin. Truth is truth regardless of who believes in it. That's it. Like, truth is truth regardless of who believes in it. Like, if a tree falls in the middle of the forest where nobody has gone and nobody's there, does the tree make a sound or not? It does. <laughs> it does. Just because human beings ears do not hear it doesn't mean you make a sound. Truth stands as truth regardless of how many people believe it believe in it right so the truth of sin stands no matter what the culture says so you can't take your your details from the culture because the devil is heavily influenced in the culture in fact there's been there's been a lot of desensitization towards sin in movies like a lot of it you can't tell me one blockbuster movie now that hasn't included a gay or homosexual person and it's blatantly openly seen but because they've included it in movies now and even in the movies these gay people are the people who make the best decisions the people who are the more likable right the people who are always who people are always against you start rooting for them subconsciously and then you've been desensitized by it i always give this example of madonna um, the first time she kissed a girl on TV, like America was openly against gay practices, gay like, like it was banned, was not allowed. But Madonna kissed somebody on TV, and they asked her, "Why did you do this?" Because she was like, um, she knew it would be played over and over and over again, and to be talked about for a long time. So the more people hear about it, the more we talk about it, the more they are desensitized towards it being wrong. And it happened. Look at America now. One of the 
and we don't even you you understand i don't even need to go into details but but that's that's what the world is that's what culture is culture tries to desensitize you against it in a very subtle very very subtle manner and just because people agree with it doesn't mean it's right for instance um i don't know how many of you have heard about marie curie she's she discovered um radium which is radiation and in that that time she said radiation is not good it's not it's not it's not bad like it doesn't have any effect on the body it's good it's healthy in fact in fact they included radium in everyday products like toothpaste creams food and even drinks they're like oh it's healthy it's this it's this vitamin that energizes you so people used it every time it did not make it any less cancerous and any less dangerous to the body in fact Curie died of radiation because she just had had it lying down around her and some of her books some of her study books you cannot you can't thumb through it normally you have to wear lead protective gear like you have to be covered from head to toe in radioactive protective gear for you to be able to look through her notes that's how bad it is like there was there were even this uh, radiation sisters who used to paint paint um wrist, wrist watches to become um to make them glow with night and stuff like that they it turned they became they they had um, nail polish for radiation and stuff it was just people just used it normally but then it had a long-term effect not even too long-term so because people that used it too much they started having cancers instead of having tumors bad tumors bad cancers bad things and instead dying and that's when they announced okay radiation is poisonous but before people discovered it was poisonous they said it wasn't cultural accepted radiation as oh it was good it's not bad and everybody went with it but it did not change the truth that radiation is bad so don't make it seem that oh everybody's doing it so it must be fine no that's a very stupid way to think i'm sorry but it's very stupid don't feel like okay ah everybody must be doing it so it must be good it must be all right it must be acceptable it is not sin is sin regardless of it truth stands alone it doesn't like truth doesn't need you to believe in it before it can become truth this atheist that usually calls christians up to his show and then interviews them um in a very degrading manner like i i believe atheists usually do that a lot because when i've had discussions with atheists atheists and it gets to a point of discussion where they become insulted because when you answer you have a lot of answers to their questions they try to drag it down to their to a very um insultive place and when you get there it's it's difficult to pass across uh your point to them anyway so this guy he just is in, he calls christians to your show and then tries to debate them and tries to insult them also so they asked him what will it take for you to believe what will it take for you to believe and he said oh he doesn't know that i quote in verbatim i don't know but god knows what i need for me to be to believe and he hasn't made it made he hasn't created the scenario for me to believe in what i want him to it just doesn't make sense like think about it he what he said is i don't know what will make you believe but god knows what will, what i need to believe and he hasn't made it possible for me he hasn't made that thing possible for me to see so that I can believe. Like, because you are so, your opinion <laughs> is so, is so 
valuable. You're such a valuable person that because you don't believe it, then it must not be true. Doesn't make any sense. So culture should not be your go-to. The word of God is also is our go-to. The word of God tells us what we should do and how we should do it, which helps us discern when the devil comes to attack us. Because guys, uh, fornication is the order of the day now. People uh, people who are who are dating, living together, and having sex before they get married is normal now. People do it a lot. Everyone does it. Doesn't make it true. So we need to discern so that we can know when we are allowing ourselves to be slaves of the devil and he becomes our puppet master so we can know to cut the strings off and allow the lord be our puppet master so we can fight temptation and sin so who is going to be your puppet master when temptation comes just think about it. whenever temptation comes think about it okay i am the one who has free will to decide who is going to be a puppet master the spirit of god living in me god in me or the devil the choice is yours the choice is always yours you always have a choice like when people say oh i don't know what happened and i just did it i couldn't stop it you can't stop it you have the power of god within you if you haven't listened to the man who killed death please go and listen to it after this you have the power to overcome anything any temptation there is no temptation that you don't have the power to overcome there's this thing that oh but you don't know how tough it is the scripture over your experience hundred times take the word of god over your experience your experience does not rank higher than the spirit of god so because i went to heal somebody and the person did not become did not get healed when i laid hand of the person that means the bible is correct no the scenario no the bible is always correct the bible says we will lay hands on the sick and they will recover if i insist on the bible i will see actions i will see reactions i will see the fruits of my labor if i insist on the bible but if i say okay because i laid my hands and it didn't happen that means it's not true that's a lie let all men be a liar and let god be true to the point that if the entire human race says, okay, Christianity is not true, God is not real, God is not real and everything. It still doesn't change the fact that God is true. God is alive. God is there. God will still be true and every human being will be alive. So try and understand that there is an agenda by the evil one. A well-funded agenda through music, through movies, through media, through politics, through everything to push the agenda of sin we have to be well grounded in the bible to to discern to discern these agendas and be able to take a stand against against the world of the devil i believe the, the time is coming where we will be hated for standing for the truth but we will not hate um it's 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 becoming it's becoming very very clear in fact, with with the uh, homosexual um, movement and everything, if you just say this is wrong, they just come for you. But it's wrong. It doesn't change the fact that it's wrong. Even if people hate you for telling the truth, nobody loved. Like Christ was persecuted because he said the truth. He was God, and he, he said he was God. He said he was going to die and rise, and they hated him for it, and they killed him. But he rose again, proving all of them wrong. So. 
choose today who your master is, who your prophet master is, who will you allow to pull your strings. Whenever temptation comes, understand that there's something at stake. Who am I going to allow to be my master today? And the thing is, the more you submit yourself to the leading of the Spirit, thereby the Spirit of God becomes your proper master, the more you are able to do it. It doesn't mean temptations will stop. It means you are able to discern the devil, but he's very cunning. He's very, very cunning. And he can come in diverse manners. He can come in different ways. To attend. Like, he's very creative with temptation. He's very creative. Sometimes, if you're not discerning well enough, he can just slip in and you just sin. And it's after you've sinned that you'll be like, oh my God, what did I just do? But you submitted yourself to the devil and you sinned. So, we have to be alert. Every win counts. Every win counts. Every win counts. So whenever the, there is an opportunity to win, take it. Whenever the, the Holy Spirit shows you a way out of temptation, take it. To be discernible and take it. You are empowered to do it. The Spirit of God lives within you. The devil is a defeated foe. He is a defeated foe. He is a defeated foe. He is a defeated foe. So we're not coming from a place of battle. We're coming from a place of victory. And the devil tries to encroach that victory. So we're just pushing him more. We're just pushing him off. We're just pushing him off. It's like a pastor says something. He's like, ah, the devil is like a child that's doing a sand a sand castle. And then whenever we discern and then we pray, we like we scatter the sand castle and he tries to build it again. And then we scatter it. So that's that's a very good description of how the devil keeps trying to attack us and how through prayer, through Bible study, through walking in the spirit, we overcome the devil um, thank you guys so much for listening remember who the sun sets free is free indeed. <laughs>